Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. Today we're going to be talking about love. Valentine's Day has just passed, and from uh, shows to movies to songs, love is all around us. And so to get started, let me quote the great poet and philosopher of our time, Hathaway, by asking you, what is love? Is love, uh, is it merely an emotion, a feeling, something that we are passive to? Is it, is it what, what is love? Who's Hathaway? You've never heard of Hathaway? Never heard of Hathaway. Oh, we... PHBC, we need to educate our pastor on the greater, finer points of culture. So you like a contemporary or somebody no. I should have read a long time ago? <laughs> He's a very bad musician who put out an EDM song in 92 called What Is Love? Ah. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> I'll have to put that on my podcast as well. Um... What is love? So, you said, is it an emotion? Is it a feeling? Is it something we're past? So, yes, it's emotion. I think, yes, it's a feeling. Um, but I do think it's more than that. Biblically, so there are different words in the Bible that describe love. Um, the chief of these loves is a word that many Christians are familiar with. It's agape. Um, which is a uh, is a is a love that is a volitional type of love. It's a I choose to love. I decide to love. I make a decision to love. Now, so does that affect my feelings? Well, absolutely, it affects my feelings. So when I make a decision to love somebody, and it doesn't mean that I have warm butterflies floating in my stomach, although that certainly could be a result of that. But the absence of those butterflies doesn't mean oh well, I'm not in love anymore. I don't love any longer. Um, so I love uh, because uh, because it's the right, it's the godly thing to do. It's what God does. God loves me even when I'm unlovable, and so then I choose to love um, even when somebody else is unlovable. That's helpful, and I think that gives uh, a lot of backing to why there are so many commands to love in the Bible. So from Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Uh, this great and first commandment, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Colossians three fourteen. above all these, put on love, 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Um, so uh, other thoughts about the Bible's presentation of love, the commands to love, uh, connected to that foundation that you mentioned of God being the ultimate example and source of love? Well, we're, we are... Um, we understand that the, the, the traje trajectory of our life is moving <clears throat> toward Christ-likeness, that we are becoming more and more and more like Christ, that God is molding us and shaping us to be like Christ, who is God in the flesh. So, inasmuch as God is love, inasmuch as God loves us, inasmuch as He gave Himself for us, then we are to model that type of love. And so we um, love because he loved us. 
Um, and then we love as he loved us. And so, um, so, so we remember the importance then of loving others and loving them well. And we don't do it as, if you will, as, well, I guess I have to. It's a command. We do that out of joyful obedience because uh, we recognize how much Christ has loved us. That's great and a helpful summary. So having established this biblical foundation for love, let's turn now to our culture. Would you say that our culture has a healthy view of love today? What's your take on our current uh, 2020 approach to love in America? Well, we've already already established that I'm not in touch with culture. <laughs> and so, um, so I don't know what the... 2020 culture of love is, but I would say if you know, if movies and TV shows are any indication of our culture's idea of love, we have a profoundly unhealthy view of love. We have a view of love that is, it seems to me, that it's more about my love is based on me and who I am and not it's not outwardly based and so I can very easily fall out of love with this person this love this person has changed so I don't I don't like the way this person does this I don't like the way they chew their gum I don't like the way they uh, unroll the toilet paper you know over or under whatever it might be it could be something as silly as that and all of a sudden we fall out of love and I that's just not a that that is a very pagan view of love it's not certainly not a biblically informed view of love that's 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 well said. So let's let's focus in then on, on that point of, of marriage and the the marriage love. So certainly we uh, have many types of love. You mentioned the Bible's numerous words for love, but but focusing in on on the love within a marriage. Uh, so the Bible describes marriage as a lifelong commitment between one man and one woman. Genesis two twenty four. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So the clear command to remain in marriage for life. And yet, marriage is hard. You put two sinners together, situations change, kids come along, people begin to change. How do we apply this biblical view of love to marriage in particular? So yes, marriage is hard. Uh, or it can be. It's not, it's not necessarily hard every day, but it can, it can be hard. You go through seasons. This is not in the Bible, but it's a, a worthwhile statement, I think, that I learned when I was a child, that uh, most anything worthwhile in life you'll find to be hard, uh, that, that God does use, and this is in the Bible, that God does use suffering, He uses trial, He, he uses difficulty in part of that in shaping us to become more like Christ. And so marriage, I find to be one of God's best sanctifying tools that God uses our marriage to shape us and mold us to make us more like Jesus. And so there will be times in a marriage, in any marriage, where you wake up and you don't feel like loving your spouse. Well, to that person, I would say, love them anyways. Get up and love them anyways. Serve your spouse. Uh, do kind things for your spouse. Uh, love them. Show, show them love, in, not just in the words you say, but in the actions you do. And, that, and mind you, I, I say that not as if, if 
I'm an expert on this. If my wife were in the room with us right now, she would uh, very easily say that I don't always do that well. And for that matter, I, I love my wife very much. I'm not throwing her under the bus, but she doesn't always do that well either because we're both sinners. And so w we both make marriage hard um, on one another because we're both sinners. And that's true not just of our marriage. And we've been married for 25 years, and, and I thank God for every one of those years. But it's true of every marriage that two people come together as sinners and marriage is not designed to be easy. Um, marriage, to quote a, um, a book, marriage is not designed to make us happy. It's designed to make us holy. And so uh, marriage is a wonderful thing. Even though you, so, but when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like loving your spouse. My advice to you is love them anyways and keep on loving them. And if that goes on for two or three weeks and you still don't love them, well, keep on loving them. And that's what, uh, that's what biblical love is. Because, again, to, to harken back to God and His love for us, I'm, I'm sure there have been uh, periods in my life where I've gone on for many weeks in my life, uh, persistent in my sin. And uh, for one, I for one, I'm sure glad that God said, you know, I'm tired of loving Brian and I'm going to stop loving him. But he continued, so he continues to love me. And so we should continue to love our spouses. That's good. So right alongside that claim you mentioned earlier of, you know, oh, I've fallen out of love. I've heard people use this phrase to justify their struggles or lack of commitment to marriage. Well, they're just not the person they were when I married them. Do you, do you buy into that at all? Do you see that as a valid reason to, to pull back in the marriage relationship? No. So they are not the person you're married to, but wake up, look at the mirror, you're not the person that they married either. And that's something that's true of all of us. We change as time goes on. So that might not be the person that you are married, that you married, but it's the person you're married to. And so love that individual and love them well. And, and God in his grace will use your marriage uh, to mold you and sanctify you and make you more like Jesus. So that's that's great and, and a helpful word for those who are whether you're entering your 50th year of marriage your 15th your fifth or your five good words um but for those who are not yet married um, perhaps they're in a relationship or desire to be married at some point uh certainly all of this is good wisdom to to stock up on and to apply when the time comes but any specific words of biblical encouragement insight for for someone who is not yet married so first word of insight, and I assume we're speaking to a primarily Christian audience here, and so to this Christian single is enjoy your singleness, pursue Christ in your singleness, rather than looking for your spouse around every corner and say, when is God going to send me a spouse? Understand that God does all things well, and so right now you're in a, you're in a, um, a situation of singleness, and pursue Christ in your singleness. Don't make an idol out of being married. Now, marriage is a good thing, and so it's okay to desire marriage, but don't make an idol out of marriage. Um, also, I would say, though, is don't think that all of a sudden you're going to find that one somebody, that there's only one somebody out there, your perfect soul match, uh, and, and that's the only one in the world that you could marry. You should be looking for somebody who loves God and pursues God more than he or she is pursuing you. 
um, somebody who is going to um, help both of you move along toward Christ likeness. And so instead of trying to find that person that you fall head and head over heels in love with, uh, find that person that's head over heels in love with Jesus and pursuing him and pursue him, pursue him together and uh, love him together. Wonderful. So I want to close our time together by talking about an aspect of love that, that at least from my perspective, gets uh, quite shortchanged in, in our day and age. So we've talked about uh, this love of commitment, um, both from God to us, this unconditional agape love. We've talked about the, the romantic commitment love in a marriage. Uh, in a later podcast, we'll get into the love a parent for a child. Um, but I want to talk about love between friends. So we rarely use that word to describe friendships today, and yet it is all over the Bible. So you look at David and Jonathan's friendship, which was very much one of, of loving commitment to one another. Uh, John describes himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so just a closing word on, on this idea of, of friendship as a type of love. Well, in the... Obviously, you're not going to love a friend. The, the way you express your love to a friend is not going to be the same way you express love to a spouse. But you do, you can love a friend as you love your spouse. Um, just the expression of it and how that works is, is different. And so you have, you have a friend. Should you love that friend unconditionally? Should you love that friend with a sacrificial love? Yes. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. And so this is something that, so friendship love is a wonderful thing. And, and I pray to God that our listeners, that they have friends that they love. Uh, friends that they can even say, hey, I love you. And, and enjoy that friendship with one another. That's a, a good word. So in addition to pursuing your spouse and pursuing uh, your family, pr pursue friendships uh, within the church is a fantastic place to, to build one another up, to encourage, to admonish one another, to love one another well in Christ. So this has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast. We thank you for listening. If you have ideas for future topics to discuss, if you would like to hear biblical and pastoral insight on something that you are going through, by all means, reach out to us. We are always happy to hear from you. Uh, for now, thank you for listening. And until next time, this has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast. <laughs>